0: Conscious creators, welcome back to Creating Consciousness. I am feeling so good right now because I just got out of Journey to the Akashic Records and it was beautiful. The energy was palpable. It always is. But this month we focused on career and the soul's purpose, discovering your soul's purpose. And there was something about this ceremony that just, mm, just like gave me chills and sent like a shiver down my spine just because of how powerful and potent it was. I even had these candles lit. And in the background, I could see on the Zoom recording as we were doing our grounding meditation It was like the candles were flickering. And the moment we got into the records, the candles just like stood at attention. Like they just stopped moving. The flames were perfectly still the entire time we were in the records. And then the moment we came back down to the 3D, the flames started doing their thing again. And I just was like, whoa. It was totally magic and I just could feel that shift, and the attendees had such a good time. So if you're ever interested or wanting to join an Akashic Records ceremony, I host them every month. Every month, the theme changes, and next month, the theme will be about love. So we will journey to the Akashic Records on Wednesday, October 20th, under the beautiful full moon, to journey to the Akashic Records to learn more about our love lives. And that is October 20th. If you want to sign up for that, you can head to the link in the show notes or visit thisconsciousness.com slash book hyphen now. I can't wait to have you. And I will say that those tickets are also on a sliding scale, so they are accessible and I am able to meet you at a price point that serves you and your needs. (sighs) <sighs> okay. I also am now using a different editing software as like a little challenge to myself because I've just been feeling like I haven't been learning enough lately. I mean, there is so much like I learn spiritually on a daily basis and about myself on a daily basis, but there's something so much fun and challenging and maybe – um also something that makes me want to cry when I try to teach myself a new technology or a new system and uh, let's just say that the tears almost came because I could not figure out how to record but it's okay guys I figured it out we're here now we're here now so you can get your episode I'm really excited because today's guest is a dear friend of mine Her name is Nikki D'Ambrosio, and she is just pure light. Everything about her is just magnetic and expansive, and she's younger than me, but when she talks, I am so captivated by her and just her self-devotion. She really is such an incredible teacher, and just like our triggers are our teachers, anyone in The world in your life can be your teacher. No matter if they are older, younger, from a different country, a different culture, a different race, a different gender, they are your teacher. And they also could be someone you completely hate. They are your teacher. That's an episode for another day, but Nikki, I know you're listening to this. You are an incredible teacher for me. And so I just want to shout you out, even though you're going to be on the episode, I just want to shout you out and thank you. Before we do dive in to the goodness and the juiciness that is today's episode with the amazing Nikki D'Ambrosio, I want to let you know about a little something I will be hosting in October. And this is a live Shadow and tarot class. Tarot for shadow work. We will learn in this class all about how you can use the tarot cards, the archetypes, the court cards, the major arcana, the minor arcana, how you can use all those cards in your shadow work. We're going to do a lot of readings, a lot, a lot of readings with a lot of different people that are in the class, and you're going to learn the basics, the fundamentals of the tarot with a lens for healing. So it's not about using the tarot as a way to tell the future. It's about using the tarot to tap into your subconscious so you can begin healing. It is the foundation of my work. It is the foundation of so many intuitives' work because these are tools and so I would love to have you in class. It would be so much fun. And you're going to be leaving class with a new reading every single day. You're going to be leaving class learning more about yourself. And guys, there's going to be homework, but the homework is there to help you. There's a lot and a lot of freebies coming up. I'm really just giving you the general information now because the official launch is coming next week so you're able to sign up. But if you want to get put on the wait list so you know right when this class drops, head to the show notes, click that link in my bio, and you'll be added to the email list so as soon as the class goes live, you can get all the information about it as well as be the first to know and sign up when you're ready. And there will be a discount if you join the wait list, obviously, because that's how I roll. (laughs) I just know it's going to be a lot of fun. It's also going to be deeply healing, and we're going to be entered into this beautiful space of gratitude and healing, and I just don't want you to miss out on it. Of course, the class will be available with the replays, and perhaps I might even make it into a recorded class later on, but just know that the live version's going to be cheaper. Plus, we just got to spend hours together. Doesn't that sound like fun? I know it sounds fun for me, because I love you. Okay, anyway, Rebecca, you're starting to sound like a creep now. (laughs) Guys, I make myself laugh, okay? I think that is one of the best things I do for myself is I allow myself to laugh at my jokes. And for me, that has been so deeply healing. Okay, I do want to remind you too that the free mini oracle card readings that I am giving away for those of you who leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast, those are going away you have until the end of this month to submit your five-star rating and review to get a free oracle card. And then that little freebie that I'm offering will be no more. So in order to claim that free mini oracle card reading, all you have to do is subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, leave it a five-star rating and review, and then send me a screenshot of your review, whether that is via email, Rebecca at or or via Instagram DM at this consciousness and then it will be a couple days probably before I get back to you just because of how busy I am at the moment and I will send you a voice note and a picture with your reading it's as simple as that and why would you want to miss out on it so go ahead and send me your review You have until the end of September 2021, but don't worry, I'll have another freebie coming for you. Okay, guys, I've done enough rambling. I've done enough talking. It is time to get into today's episode with Nikki D'Ambrosio. She's going to teach us all about astrogeography and astrocartography, and I cannot wait for you to experience the magic. Nikki, welcome to the podcast. Finally, I am so happy that you are here and that we get to spend time together today talking about you, your journey, and all things astrocartography or astrogeography.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I feel like I've been listening to your podcast for so long and like we've been friends very randomly for so long. So it's just like a long time coming. And I think this conversation is going to be so good. And like, every single thing that you post and create and like on this podcast, I love like, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your
0: biggest fan. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, I'm just so glad that the universe brought us together. What was it Instagram that brought us together?
1: Probably I honestly I have no idea. I feel like I knowing me I probably just like slid into your dms and I was like hey let's be friends like let's collab and then it's just like over time like I couldn't even tell you how long like it's been probably at least like a few years but it's crazy we've grown and evolved into who we are today. And I know we're just going to keep doing that.
0: And that's so exciting. And I love that so much. And it's so funny, because I think like the day after I don't know, we had our first conversation, you were in my dreams. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> like sign. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, my God, this is a friendship. Like this is this is gonna last. Oh, yeah. So I just oh, definitely, I felt so good about it. But I'm happy you're here on the podcast. And you get to you've had a, such an incredible journey and just your embodiment work, and now leading into astrogeography. So let's just go ahead, start off with a question that every person gets asked when they come onto this podcast. What is your spiritual identity?
1: That is such a loaded question, but I love it. I wish, well, I usually introduce myself this way, so it's great. We're starting off strong. Um, I am an Aries sun, Scorpio rising, Aquarius moon. I'm um, 4-6 generator in human design, um, INFJ in Myers-Briggs. I don't really follow Enneagram, but I'm pretty sure I'm a four-wing five. Um, at least that's what people sort of like told me and what resonates most. I have so, no idea what that okay. means. Yeah, I, you know, I really don't either. Like, I, that's one thing I need to get more into. Um, I Let's see, what else? Spiritual identity. I don't know. I right now I'm in this phase of exploring my like expansiveness and really like letting go of all the identities and labels and not really tying myself to those and just trying to like be as full and I don't know, embodied as possible. So I'm trying to like push those identities away. I mean, I'm an Aries, like do not get me wrong. I'm I have so many planets in Aries. So, I will always hold that true to my heart. But for now, I just am here in this moment and
0: doing the best that I can, you know? I love that because these systems help us understand ourselves, but they do not define us in any way, shape, or form. It's
1: like a fun thing. Like, I love all the self discovery tools and I like using them as a lens to understand myself more deeply. But I think when we get stuck and like attached to the labels, we don't explore like what else we can be. I mean, I'm very like, always very hyper independent. And I'm like, No, I'm independent. my But I'm like, I can be more than that. I can, you know, I love my relationships and like connecting to others. And for a long time, that hyper independent sort of like stopped me from that. And I'm like, No, I can't depend on anyone. So I think it's Yeah, really just like flowing in it. And like, seeing what resonates in this season of life, and then keep on moving and flowing and evolving. Mm. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. So you're in New York right now, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm in New York for the next few months. I was in Hawaii for like the first half of the year and then back home in Kentucky. And then now I'm here. And I'm kind of just like bopping around month to month ish. I'm in this place where I'm trying to let the universe guide me. So I'll book like a one-way ticket, usually have like one or two things that I like am planning on doing. And then I trust that I'll know when it's time to leave and move on to the next place. So it's an interesting little experiment. It's definitely like, you know, strengthening, strengthening my trust muscle, but it's fun. It's also very like hard and scary, but I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Your energy is just so expansive. I just wish I could be in your shoes right now, just flowing and doing whatever you're doing because I think it's so cool how you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go home for a little bit and then I'm going to go here. I'm just like, God, that sounds amazing. You can do it too. We all can. And it's so funny though. I'm saying this. I'm like, wait, I do do that. I go to California <laughs> and I'm in Arizona. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing all of that with us what led you to astrocartography or astrogeography like how did your journey lead you here
1: so long story short i mean i could talk for like a whole year on my journey um i weirdly like just started studying actually studying astrology about like a year ago so during covid so it's all super new um definitely like a lot of past life stuff um but in this lifetime, I've only started studying astrology like recently. Um, before then, I was sort of on like a four or five year journey of really like coming to know myself. And I'm really into self devotion and like radical self love. And I've just been on this journey of falling in love with myself. And I use a lot of these meaning making tools to like like peel back the layers of myself and really just understand myself more deeply. Um, I think you know, I don't really know a point where like I was first introduced to astrogeography. Um, I do remember so when I was in college, I spent a year in Belgium and I was traveling around Europe and I was like, wow, this is so cool. And this is when I was like sort of into astrology, but like didn't really understand it and like getting into my spirituality. And I think I heard a podcast with Zara Dubinay, who she's who I studied under. Um, and she was like talking about astrogeography, and I'm like, Well, that's Cool. And like I weirdly just like looked at my chart, did not understand anything. Like it's so confusing to look at. You're like all these colors and lines. Um, and just kind of had it on the back burner. And you know, I was like, you know, that's really cool. I would love to do something with that, but I don't really know. Fast forward, COVID happened. I graduated college and I was like, I don't know what to do with my life, but you know, I know that I don't really want to go the traditional route and do a nine to five and like do the corporate job. Do all the marketing stuff, which I could, but I instead chose to sort of just again dive deep into myself, took courses, classes, workshops. That's where I really got into astrology. And then this year, I kept, you know, just studying, 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 like doing mini readings for my friends. And they were like, you know what you're talking about? Like, this all this really resonates. Like, the way that you translate this it makes sense. And I realized that, you know, I am just channeling when I do my sessions. So yeah, I'm using like charts to sort of be the tool, but it is just channeling. So it's just like, I'm intuitively guided to say certain things. Um, so that was like something that I was strengthened with in myself. I know we talked about it because I was like very much like imposter syndrome. I'm like, I don't literally know anything. I'm not an astrologer. Um, But I kept having this little voice that's like, do astrogeography, like just study it, like start doing it. And then I did. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's it. I'm like, that's so cool. Cause I'm such like, I have such a travel bug. I'm so obsessed with like exploring the world and getting to know cultures and people and places. And astrogeography allowed me to name why I felt good in certain places and why it felt difficult in others. And it, is a tool to help me like move more intentionally and like live this lifestyle more intentionally. And I think it's also really empowering to share this tool with others because there's so much that we can do with the energy of where we're at. And if we understand it, then we can live like with that energy rather than against it.
0: Oh my God, my mind is blown. You were overseas in Belgium when you got the ping for astrogeography. So I have to ask, is there a line on your chart that is like by Belgium that's like good for what you experienced in that moment?
1: Yeah. So interestingly enough, the line that's closest to like the small little town that I lived in in Belgium is the Neptune Ascendant line. Neptune is the most spiritual line. This is where you're seen as a healer. So it, like really coming into your gifts and like really, I'm actually also the line that is near um, New York where I am right now and where I went to school is also very similar. So it's like all of this little like divinely led stuff. Also, the one thing that made me believe in astrogeography when I was in high school before my whole spiritual awakening and all of this stuff, I grew up and I never really felt like myself. I never felt like I fit in. I just kind of, I was like, I hate this place. I hate Kentucky. I now love it. It's a great place. But I visited my sister in Los Angeles right before my senior year in high school. And I kid you not, that was the first place that I ever went where I was like whoa like this is home I was like I feel so seen here and it was crazy because so many people were like Nikki why would you ever want to go to LA it sucks like the traffic is terrible like everyone's materialistic and I'm like no you don't understand like I feel so good here fast forward like five years I look one of the most supportive lines for my chart
0: is straight through LA shut up yeah Oh my God, Nikki, it's so wild. My body, I'm covered in chills. This is wild. I'm Uh so excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's really cool and it's super validating because oftentimes what I've noticed, like not even just with me, but also with clients is these places, like maybe you had a ping to go, I don't know, to like New Zealand and you've never been, you don't know anyone there, but there's always like just been this little voice of like, okay, you should go, like go. Like that's always been high on your list. Nine times out of 10, maybe like, I don't even think I've ever had someone who's like said that and there wasn't a line, but usually there's a line. So like, I've also been super called to Oaxaca, Mexico in like the past like year and a half. The line that goes through there for me is known as like the Ayahuasca line. So it's like one of the most spiritual lines, like very good for like spiritual exploration. And I'm like,
0: cool, (laughs) that's where I'm going to next. You're like noted, adding it to like the notion document where you literally type out all the places you want to travel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is incredible. So what is astrogeography or astrocartography?
1: So the terms are interchangeable. Astrocartography is actually trademarked by an astrologer named Jim Lewis. So that was like where it was sort of founded. And now people use astrogeography just because it's not trademarked. The same thing. It's basically the astrology of place. So, the way I see it is it's the planetary influence throughout the world for you. So, you know, we all have a natal chart that's like a snapshot of the sky when we were born. This basically shows you like a map of the entire world and where and how different planets and angles affect different places. So, there's different lines, and each of the planets interact with each other in a different way so you can see like if two planets are crossing there's going to be stronger energy if two planets are really close to each other like that can be blended but if there's just like one line that'll be a specific energy so it's really looking at like how we're influenced by the planets, and everyone is going to have all of the planets but they're just going to be in different places in different locations so like we're all going to have venus lines and sun lines but like yours is going to be different than mine So really, it's just looking into that planetary influence. I really love like the planets and working with planetary energy. And there's ways to do that aside from astrogeography. But this makes it unique to you. So you can look at your chart and, you know, see where you're born. That energy, the energy affecting like the place that you were born, no matter if you live there for a day or if you live there for your whole life, that will affect who you are. So that's sort of like the essence of who you are. And then you can also look at where you're currently living, you know, where you want to travel to, the people that you work with. So another thing that's really cool, say if you have a really supportive client through New York and you're in LA, you could have like a publisher in New York and that would be really supportive for you or work with clients in New York. And that would like pull in that energy for you.
0: I love that. Okay. So another way of putting all of this is that it's basically taking your natal chart and like mapping it out onto our world map.
1: Pretty much.
0: Yeah. And it uses the same principles of the planets, the signs, the houses to tell you where you should travel, where you can pull in energy from, etc.
1: Yeah, so all of this with astrogeography and like astrology in general, it's all about archetypes and it's different energy. So, you know, each planet rules a certain house and a sign. So you see the sun, for example, that rules Leo and that rules the fifth house. So it's all very connected and interchangeable. I don't there's a lot of crossovers between your natal chart and your astrogeography geography chart. I can like see that. Like, for example, I have a lot of Mars energy in my natal chart and I was born near a Mars line. I haven't like done the cross-checking with like all of the different like charts that I look at, but there are a lot of crossovers. But again, it's just like understanding this archetypal energy and like embodying it in your life.
0: Mm something that we can do with any meaning-making system. Exactly. Yeah, it's
1: cool. It truly is. It's kind of like glasses that you put on. It's like just another lens through which you see something.
0: That's a really good way of putting that. Mm, writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Nikki. When I first looked at my astrogeography chart I was like, um, there are these lines running through all these places. Very cool. Don't know what the fuck it means. But then there are these circles. And as I looked at mine, I had one circle in Cape Town, South Africa, where I was born. And then the rest of my circles were in the fucking ocean. So I'm like, cool. So I'm just supposed to live on a boat in the middle of the ocean? Like, what does this mean? How do these lines – what do these lines and circles mean? And how does this affect us and our charts?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. And that's so funny. I've had so many people be like, there's no lines anywhere. Like, where am I supposed to live? And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, there are so many little like places within your chart that you can go deeper into. But just like broad spectrum, the circles. So if you look on your chart, you'll see like the lines and there'll be little circles. And where those circles are, it's basically where the energy is going to be like, the most potent so it's gonna be the strongest like version of that energy but you have that energy on the whole entire line so you don't need to live on that circle sometimes that might be too much that might be like really like energetic and almost chaotic um same thing when there's a lot of lines that are like crossing together i kind of like fewer lines like being in a place where there's fewer lines because if not you're being pulled in every which way Another thing is just because there's not a line going through a specific place does not mean that there's not energy. So each line, there's an orb of influence that goes from 700 miles to the east and west of a line. So basically for 1,400 miles, there's going to be that energy. And obviously the further you get away from it, the less strong, like the less potent it is. And also you see if there's like another line over here, then it's going to like mix together. So you sort of just have to like use your best judgment. Like I can tell you the archetypes of the sign and maybe how they would work together, but you could go in between the exact same two lines and completely love one place, but hate a place that's like a different state away. So it's really about like using it as a discernment tool and using it as a tool to help trust your own intuition. So I can sort of like translate this chart for you and tell you these things, but it's up to you to do, to go and see how you feel or to like reflect on how you felt when you traveled to this obscure place and be like, oh, okay, that's how my like being resonates with this energy. Like for me, I'm an Aries, I have a lot, a lot of Mars energy. So Mars lines are supportive for me, but someone who has a lot of lunar energy and more like sensitive energy, Mars might be too much for them right now. So it's really about just like feeling what works best for you and like taking that responsibility onto yourself and knowing that only you know what's best for you. Like these are just tools to give you a little bit of clarity, but you know in your intuition, like listen to your intuition above all with any meaning making tool. And if it resonates, that's great. But if not, it's fine. Like maybe it'll resonate in a few years or maybe it won't. That's okay.
0: I'm so happy you said that. And really mentioned and, like, hit the nail on the head with discernment because with any tool, whether it's astrology, human design, astrocartography, even just getting a mediumship or psychic reading, you need to use your discernment and you need to continue to trust what is right and good for you. Definitely. You know, even if what the medium is saying is correct.
1: Sometimes you don't want to hear it. Like sometimes you're just like not in a place to receive that. And that's okay. Like we have to honor where we're at and be present to where we're at right now in our journey and know that that's going to change. And like another thing with astrology, like with your natal chart specifically, you grow into your chart. So a lot of times you're going to look and maybe you'll get a reading and you're like, I don't really resonate with any of this. Try again in 20 years. And I'm sure that you will because you grow into your chart. And also we go through different seasons and phases in our life. So sometimes we need different things. Like sometimes we do need more Mars energy because we want more fire and passion and fun and excitement. Sometimes we want to like heal and ground down. So we need more like lunar energy. It really, it just depends. And you know, you have to know yourself and that's like step number one to all of this stuff is to have that connection to yourself, to your intuition so that you know if this resonates or if it doesn't and if you want to like hold on to it and listen to
0: it and like keep it within your being or if you want to let it go and like see if it comes back eventually. Amen to that, sister. Something that really like pinged for me when you were sharing all of this was in astrology, we have generational planets and the generational planets will change. So like, yeah, go get a reading in 20 years from now, those general generational planets will be different. However, in astrocartography, will those generational planets change the lines and uh, circles on your map? So your chart
1: stays the same. It's like from when you were born; like it's it's not going to change. So like this is not. So you know you can look up like transits and things like that within your natal chart and like sort of what's happening now in your life. But this is a tool. Like this is the energy that's there. Of course, like I said, you go through different seasons, so you have to know what you want so you might look to something different. So the thing is, like, you understand the archetypes of the different planets. So say if you wanted to, if you felt really stagnant in life, Uranus is a really good planet to call in that energy because Uranus is a planet of change and sort of like shaking things up and marching to the beat of your own drums. So if you like are in that place, maybe you would go to a Uranus line or you would just like call in that energy, but that's not going to change. You just might not need that, you know, in five, 10 years, or you might just be in a different phase where you're like, Oh, let me try a different line. Let me do something else. Um, so yeah, that's, One thing that I do like is it stays the same. So like once you just start like like, understanding the energy, then you can just use it as a tool throughout your life and like just use it like check in like, oh, hey, let's just think about this place and see what's going on. Or like, let me check back in with the energy that I've been living on to see if I can bring it more into the light or see if I am being in the shadow in any of them.
0: Mm, You just said my favorite word, shadow. How can astrocartography be used as a form of shadow work? Just like with any archetype,
1: every planet has shadow and light aspects. So you can really look at the planet. And I always, when I'm like doing sessions for people or when I suggest like if people look at their own charts, start with the energy of where you were born, because that's going to be sort of what you're working with your entire life. Like it'll it'll always be there for you. So you can look into the archetypes and see okay am I in the shadow am I in the light like for example I keep using Mars so we're just going to stick to it Mars is very passionate and ambitious and independent but also can be very like fiery anger rage aggression um and like just like you think of like the negative aspects of fire like it can literally burn a house down so I think with this, again, it's like discernment over, okay, am I using this energy like in a way that supports me and lifts me up? Am I really tapping into that energy to help me? Or maybe am I going against it? Or am I in the shadow of it? So you could be in the shadow or also you could be just working against that energy. So Saturn is a planet that loves to work and it's all about duty and routine and discipline you're not going to be on a Saturn line and try and like heal and try and like, you know, rest and like, not like take a vacation. Like that's just like butting heads and there's going to be tension there. And oftentimes people don't even know what energy is going on. So they're unknowingly going against that energy when they could just like shift their intention and like where they're putting their energy to something that's a little bit more supportive and that like, brings in the energy of that planet and then their life is a lot more easier because you're not trying to like go against this strong force
0: yeah it's like swimming against the current yeah pretty much wow so these planets can be super illuminating and bring you into the light but they can also really keep you in a place of stagnation
1: yeah and it's thing of i don't know something i've been thinking about a lot lately is trust and that we really need to surrender so you think of a trust fall like you can sort of like fall back and like sort of still catch yourself you're not really trusting or you can completely fall and like surrender your entire weight into this person behind you and just trust that they catch you with all of these things with astrology or human design or astrogeography like understanding the energy of the planet You have to trust that. So a lot of times that's scary because you're going into the unknown and you're like, I don't know, this is like not tangible. I can't see the energy of a planet, but you can feel it and you can lean into it and like treat it as an experiment, like try something for 30 days or for like two weeks and just try and live in that like embodiment of the energy of that planet or multiple planets or whatever it is you are calling in right now into your life. And see how you feel. And again, if you don't feel any different, then okay, like you didn't lose anything. Um, so yeah, I think it's just about trusting in that unknown and all of these tools and modalities. It is a lot of unknown and that's scary. But I know firsthand, like I can feel this energy and I know that other people can too. So it's just about continuing to like build that trust muscle and like work with it and have fun. Like, it should be a fun little experiment, like just see how it is.
0: I really enjoy listening to you talk about this because I almost like understand you on a different level because I really, I see you in your self-devotion showing up in this work. And I think that really just amplifies the consciousness of the work you do. And so I just want to let you know that I see you and I hear you and I think you're doing amazing work and you Thank are you. really Really helping people.
1: Thank you. You're going to make me cry and I don't even cry. I'm an Aquarius moon. I'm very detached. But thank you. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> You're
1: like, um emotions, no. <laughs> I'm like, pull, pull myself together. I'm like, it's fine.
0: If someone is looking to travel, to find love, to find love outwardly with another partner, kind of go on that e pray, love journey, which line would they look at? Typically,
1: I look at Venus and Jupiter lines, um, just because Venus, planet of love and beauty and harmony, it's all about love. Um, and Jupiter is a planet of expansion, so basically, it expands everything that it touches. Um, so I would look to those. So the other thing is there are different angles that each of the line lines are on. So each there's four angles. You think of like in your natal chart, the ascendant, descendant the IC, and then the MC. Um, So those angles sort of take the flavor of the planet and it like puts it into an aspect of your life. So for relationships, I usually look at the descendant because that's all about your partnership, how you relate to others, how others view you, um, sort of like the reciprocity that you have with people throughout your life. Um, So that you can look to all of the descendant lines There are certain descendant lines that are maybe not as supportive for relationships. Like, for example, Neptune descendant. Um, Neptune is very spiritual and watery and flowy and intuitive. And so there is good opportunity for spiritual like partnerships. But also because it is so watery, you can be jaded by others. And sometimes it feels like you're deceived by others and you see others through rose-colored glasses. Um, another one like Saturn Saturn is all about work and obligation and duty and it's sometimes my teacher said that it's like you you marry someone out of like money not love or because it makes sense um, another thing that's fun is Uranus descendant I wouldn't necessarily that's say that's great for like like stable partnership but Uranus is all about like excitement and fun and change so if you want to have like a little fling and like add some spice to your life and maybe non no commitment um your descendant would be really supportive line um also mars is really good for passion but again we have to be wary of that shadow of aggression and rage personally i was born near a mars descendant line and i've never really had thankfully any like bad experiences um, but I also, me personally, that does come out in hyper-independent. So it's not so good for relationships. Um, but yeah, Venus and Jupiter lines. So actually, um, you have near like in Arizona, um, near Phoenix, you have a Venus Midheaven line. That's more about career, but there's a focus on love and beauty and harmony.
0: I'm really supportive to live. So that makes sense why I've dated a lot of people I've worked with.
1: <laughs> that does make so much sense. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. But, I mean, I love that line. Um, and if you're looking at your chart, like any of the listeners, Venus lines are like a darker green and then Jupiter lines are a bright pink. Um, so there's different colors. And you can also just click on the lines if you're on um, astro.com and like it'll tell you.
0: If someone's looking to travel for a personal healing journey, again, the second part of that eat, pray, love type of thing, minus the love, it's all about the self. Which line would you recommend that they look at?
1: I really love this question. And I have quite a few lines, like prepared, actually. Um, so I really love moon's node lines. Um, they're similar to north, the north node. So you think of like your destiny, um, moon's node lines, it's a feeling as if fate is bringing you to a higher purpose. So this is a really beautiful place. If you sort of like want the universe, like, come in and help you Um, they're typically really supportive again you have to look at that angle to see like what area of your life you're going to be focusing on the cool thing with moon's node lines is you think about in like if you look at your natal chart you have your north node and south node your north node is what you're working towards and your south node is sort of like what you came into this lifetime with you can do the same thing with moon's node lines So say, for example, you are on a moon's node ascendant line, you would look at the descendant and that's sort of like where you're doing the work and the shadows that you're like pulling out during that period. So great example, firsthand when I was in Hawaii, I was on a moon's node ascendant. So ascendant, all about your identity, who you are. This is where I started my business doing astro, like astrology readings. This is where I like very got clear on like who I am like what I want to do and then on the flip side descendant relationships I also had two pretty distinct experiences in relationships where I'm just like peeling back like all this programming and letting go of like old patterns and programming and things that no longer serve me and I got to this place where I'm like yeah I'm done I'm not doing this anymore so it's sort of like like I experienced that firsthand and it's wild but it's really cool to like Be be able to name it. And of course, I didn't know this going into it. Like I could have said, oh, moon snow line, it'll be great. But until I lived it, now I like really embodied it and felt it. And I know what that's like. Um, Another line would be Pluto ascendant. So Pluto is a planet of transformation. I think of 2020 as a very Pluto year. It's very much like the tower card in tarot. Um, So it's kind of like you're breaking down. Um, the foundation in order to like rebuild it Um, and then on the ascendant it's all about your identity so that's a really good line for shadow work and self-transformation very like personal development work I wouldn't necessarily say it's great to live long term but if you wanted to go for like a solo trip or like for a few months to really do that deep dive into healing Pluto ascendant would be really supportive um, and then one last one that I already briefly mentioned Neptune on the IC known as the ayahuasca line, um, really great for spiritual transformation. Um, Neptune, again, very psychic, spiritual. Um, it's connected to Pisces. And then the IC is all about like our inner world and our home and family. So that's a fun line. I've yet to go there, but it's on my list. So I will report back with my experience. On
0: that line, uh, please, and I hope you make some YouTube videos too. Because just little side note and side plug, I love your YouTube videos. I know I need to get back into them. <laughs> they were so good. So we have the descending line being others and relationships. The ascending line being the self, the identity, or self identity, perhaps even the ego. Then we have the MC line being career. And then IC is home and family.
1: Yeah. And like, sort of like our inner world. So you think of like, if you cross the lines, you like look at like the ascendants pointing to you, the descendants pointing outward, the um, like outward to others, the mid heaven, the MC is pointing up. That's the highest point of your chart. So that's how the world views you. And then mm. the IC points down. And that's sort of like the grounding that you need within life. Mm, I love that.
0: If someone is wanting to travel for career success, which line would you recommend they look at?
1: Again, I have quite a few, but I actually have a little life hack that I pulled up your North node. Um, so one of my favorite things to do, and this is not just for career, but I think it is really beneficial in career. It's to look at your North node in your natal chart. So again, like I said earlier, your North node is what you're sort of like your soul's moving into in this lifetime. So, for example, I looked at yours. You are Libra in the sixth house. Then you look to what rules those that sign in that um, house. So Libra is ruled by Venus. Sixth house is ruled by Virgo, which is ruled by Mercury. So Venus and Mercury lines are going to be super supportive for you. Interesting. Yeah. And that's interesting because that Venus line is through Arizona. So... There we go. But the thing with our north node is it's not going to be super comfortable because it's not familiar. It's what we're working towards, but sort of like once we get over like the growing pains, we're going to be like, "Ah, oh, okay, like this is what we want and that's going to be super supportive." But at first you might like have a lot of resistance because you're like, "No, like I don't want this." But know that like if you move through that you are going to come out of it like feeling so aligned very much like on your purpose like working towards your dharma nikki i cannot
0: believe you well i can believe because you're a fucking psychic (laughs) witch goddess but like (sighs) that explains why i have tried to move to california three times now and every time it has not worked out and i keep coming back to arizona And so we were just talking about this before we started recording. It's like, yes, I'm meant to be in Arizona for right now. And I have finally accepted that. But my intuition tells me I will be in California. I will be in Monterey full time one day. But right now it's grounding down into the uncomfortable and everything that Arizona still has to offer me.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that comes up when you say that is you don't have to be in just one place. Amen. So like you can have a home base in Arizona, but you go to California like a couple months out of the year or like for the last couple weeks of the month. Like I know you've been going back and forth like that might not be ideal, but also I already told you that you have your son, Midheaven line on the West coast and that's known as like the line of fame. So you're going to be doing some stuff in California. Like I can already feel it, whether or not maybe you'll have a house everywhere. Like I'll take it. Like the, the limits are endless. Like you can, you can literally do anything. I did want to mention we sort of talked about this midheaven lines, the MC angles. That's really about career. So you can look to the specific lines. For example, Mercury on the midheaven. Mercury is a planet of communication. That's really great for writing and anything to do with talking or speaking or technology. Then Neptune and Moon, all about Neptune, very psychic like spiritual, um, very good with like creative energy. That would be good for that kind of career. Moon, really good healing career and like nurturing, caring for others. Chiron, that's also good for healing. So you can sort of like, mid heaven angles, like always where I go to first for um, career there in the North Node. And then you can kind of just like play around with a different energy and like see what feels good and what doesn't.
0: What is your favorite thing about astrocartography? Oh, that's
1: uh, that's a really good question. I think it like gives me the freedom to be able to name why I feel called to a place, and I think I am so intuitive, and a lot of times it's hard to trust that like intuitive knowing, and it's hard to be like, okay, mom, like I'm going to Oaxaca. But if I can say this is why I'm going because I have the support from this energy, it validates how I feel. And also I think makes it a little bit easier for others to understand. Um, And I think also it just gives me a new tool to understand myself more deeply and to be able to work in like greater communion with the energy around me and the planet and like nature and like the systems all at play. Um, And I think like, having this knowledge and awareness helps me to make more informed decisions and helps me to just live with that much more presence and intention within my life. Mm, That's
0: really beautiful. And backed by like some sort of neutrino-based evidence, which I love. Neutrinos will have to be a topic for a whole nother episode. But you did talk throughout this episode so far about calling in the energy if you are not living on a line or near a line that you really want support from. How do you recommend someone call in that energy?
1: This is, this is probably one of my favorite things about astrogeography. Um, so there's two ways really you can look at. So say, for example, you had a line through Paris and you wanted to call in that energy. You can do that through having a picture of Paris as your background or having a little statue of the Eiffel Tower or listening to Parisian like jazz music and eating a croissant and drinking a cappuccino and like really embodying that energy. So it's like a fun, again, like with archetypes, it's like dressing up. So it's like you're dressing up for the role another way aside from that um i mean you can also like use specific spices when you're cooking you can decorate your home with like different things from different places um but also you can just work with the energy of the planet so like get rid of the chart if that's too overwhelming that's totally fine i understand you can also look at daily planetary rulers so each day of the week has a different planetary ruler Um, For example, today is Wednesday ruled by Mercury. That's usually why I book all of my calls because it's good to communicate. And I'm a lot like I'm supported in my communication with Mercury on Wednesdays. So that's something I really love because you can look at the daily planetary rulers, a little plug, but I have a freebie on my website that goes through each of the days of the week and how to embody this energy. Um, and you can even just look at the archetypes of the planets. If you're really called to a specific thing, say, if you want to call in more love, you can embody Venus by dressing up and making yourself feel good and like really being in that like slow state and like, and, like tapping into your senses and like eating a delicious meal and like savoring everything. And like there's certain colors you can wear and crystals and like mantras and just all these different things that you can do. It's like all these layers that you can peel back. I could talk for forever about it.
0: um, But that's probably where I would start. It's so interesting that you brought up planetary hours and planetary rulers, because um, we are recording this on a Wednesday, Mercury communication, but we're recording this during a Venus hour. So it explains why I'm just like, Nikki, I I love love you.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it's so cool. And I'm like, again, it's just a little like life experiment that's fun and exciting. And like, sometimes I follow the daily planetary rulers. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, let me schedule all of my like calls on like certain hours. And sometimes I don't like it's really, I'm fine either way. It's just, it's like, adds a little like life to life, you know, it adds some fun and excitement and intention, which I think is really powerful.
0: I think what I also really gathered from what you just shared about calling in the energy is that it's playful yeah. and it provides us as adults an opportunity to be creative, to tap into our inner child and. You know, there's something that is so wonderful about turning on like Parisian music and dancing around your house, or getting dressed up head to toe in a color that supports your aura or chakras, or uh, a pl- uh, an outfit that you would wear if you're in South America. You like, yeah. There's something that is so playful about that, and I think that in itself, without the astrogeography element or the planetary hour element is so deeply healing, but the other systems just add so much extra support. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. I love that. Thank you for noting that. I really, I appreciate that. I feel like maybe you gather that just because play and like tapping into that, like inner child and really just enjoying things is so much like, a part of like who I am right now and like the like season of life that I'm like exploring so I'm happy to hear that like you get you gather that from everything that I'm saying and that's the biggest thing I'm like I don't want to tell people what to do I'm like I'm just giving you like another perspective that if it lands it lands and then you can use it to like enjoy life a little bit more and to have more ease and alignment and to feel like more embodied in your life like all of this, like. Everything that I do is just to help people feel more supported and to have their life be a little bit easier because life is hard. Like being a human is really hard and all of our souls know that before coming to earth, but we forget it and we try and make life harder for ourselves. And I want to make life easier for
0: you, you know? Mm, Yes. Snaps. I will take your ease and I will eat it up. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. You did mention you had a freebie. We'll go ahead. We'll link your freebie in the show notes. It'll also be on the website. That way people can access it. But it does lead me into asking you, do you have anything coming up that the audience needs to be made aware of?
1: Oh, I always have a lot of little things on the back burner. Um, I actually, I'm not sure when this episode's going to be released, but I very spontaneously just created a new offering. Like, In the past couple of days, um, I was inspired by Virgo energy, and I really just wanted to, you know, get back in touch with myself. So it's a 21-day journey through the houses. So it's like a little, it's a challenge, but it's not a challenge, but it's set up like a challenge to go at your own pace. But every day goes through a different house of astrology and based on the archetype of that house, we go through different shadow work and journaling prompts and sort of just like energy to gauge where you're at right now. And this, I'm sort of doing like a soft launch. So this first time round, I'm doing it free and then I'll probably transform it into something that is. Probably donation based sliding scale, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for September, it'll be completely free. So that's another freebie that you all can get because you know we love that. I want to do everything for free, but that's not capitalism. So yeah,
0: we need to live. If we could do, I think <laughs> yeah. if every spiritual practitioner who is ethical could do everything for free, they would. But oh yeah, we don't live in that society or that yeah. system. Maybe one day, who knows? Who knows? Well, thank you for sharing that as well, because I have taken part in your challenges before. I receive your Astro Shadow newsletter uh, with every new astrology shift, and I love diving into those. So I know people will really benefit from signing up for your challenge or even just your newsletter or really just diving into any freebies you have. Okay, Nikki, time for a speed round. Oh, fun. I love the speed round of questions. So let's just dive into it. Tarot cards or oracle cards? Tarot. I knew you were going to answer that. Easy. (laughs) And I feel like I know what your answer is going to be for this next one. Astrology or human design?
1: Astrology, but human design is really interesting. And the more I learn about it, it helps me to like move through life, like with greater ease. So it's, I like do not know anything about it, but the more I dive into my chart, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Essential
0: oils or candles? Candles. I love a good candle. (laughs) 100%. I'm with you there. Tea or coffee? Uh, Definitely tea. Coffee gives me jitters. Amen. I'm with you. Do you have any hot takes about astrogeography or the spiritual and wellness space in general?
1: I mean, I think this is kind of like an obvious one, but you're more than your sun sign. I think a lot of people don't realize that we have every single sign in our chart because we all have 12 houses. Some might be more prominent because there's more planets or more like aspects and there's more stuff going on, but we have every single sign. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, Gemini, which I can be like that too sometimes, but we all have Gemini in our chart. So hate to break it to you. There's not one bad sign. Um, In the spiritual world, that's hard. I feel like there's so many and I feel like we've probably talked about them in past conversations. Yeah, I don't know. I think I might have to save that for another day. I I could probably do an entire episode on hot takes. That would be fun.
0: We should do it. (laughs) 100%. Actually, we're actually going to do that because that sounds amazing. Just an episode on spiritual hot takes. So stay tuned, guys. (laughs) What is the biggest lesson you have learned in your spiritual journey?
1: The thing that's coming to mind first is you have to let yourself change like, you're, I don't want to say you're never going to find yourself. But it's not about getting to the destination. It's about the journey. And it's about experiencing the journey. I think in the beginning of my like spiritual awakening, and on this journey, I just wanted to figure out who I was, I wanted to figure everything out. And I clung so tightly to those things that I discovered only to realize, you know, a few months or years later, that that didn't resonate anymore. And I think a lot of times, like, that sort of kept me into this like little box. And I was like, oh, no, I'm this way. Like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. So I think I constantly have to remind myself, you know, even though I may be right now present to who I am and authentic in that, that can change tomorrow. And I have to be courageous enough to let myself change and to like just evolve over time. And, you know, it's not about figuring things out or, you know, finding your purpose or like, Doing everything right, there is no right or wrong. You're not going to be punished by the universe because we're all just trying our best. And I think if you have the intention to like lead with love and to just like do better in this world and to get to know yourself along the way, that's all you can really do. Mm, that's so true.
0: What is the worst advice you have ever received?
1: I feel like it probably has something to do when I was at business school. Um, <laughs> Probably about I don't know. That's hard though because I'm really stubborn and I don't always listen to people. So if it was bad advice, I probably just like in one ear out the other. Um, I think okay. Lately, I've been really having a time with social media, and I've let go of all of the rules. I think all of the advice about social media, I think it's well intentioned about like you know posting five reels a week and posting at this time and doing all this stuff, but. I have never like felt more aligned until I stopped listening to those roles and that advice. I think like with my business and with my brand and with everything that I do, if I listen to others first, it's not good advice, but I have to check in with myself and then like sort of like check in sort of with others and be like, okay, can I gain inspiration from that? But always tapping into myself. Returning to the self. Basing everything that you do on what someone else is telling you to do, it might get you somewhere, but it's not going to get you to that like fully fulfilled and aligned place if you haven't tapped in with what your intuition is telling you, like what really feels good in your body.
0: Again, returning to discernment. Yep, always. And last but not least, Nikki, how do you create consciousness every day?
1: I love this question. I think it's all about presence and mindfulness and, you know, taking the little moments and creating magic out of the mundane and really just being where you are. I know that sounds like so cliche and like new age, um, but it's a lot easier said than done. And I think like as I move through this journey, you know, you can keep going and going and going, but if you never stop, you're never going to like really appreciate and like recognize this consciousness that is all around us. So it was only when like I really slowed down and, you know, prioritize creating consciousness within my life and prioritize like having this communion with the world and with myself and with the cosmos and all of my spiritual team. When I prioritize that, that's when like things just sort of started to come together and I found so much more like vibrancy in life.
0: Mm, I love that. That's a really beautiful answer. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Aside from the freebies you've mentioned, how can people get in touch with you and book a session with you? So
1: I'm on Instagram, naturally Nicoletta. That is also my website. Um, Check me out. I love Instagram. Okay. I love hate it, but I really do love sharing content. Um, I do astrogeography sessions, I do natal chart readings, um, I really try and make my work as accessible as possible. So if you're ever in any financial hardship, send me an email or a DM, we can work something out. I also do have a course that is entirely hosted on Notion on self-devotion foundational tools. So that goes through, you know, journaling, meditation, self-discovery, intuition, all these different tools that you can use and like cultivate in your little toolbox to connect yourself more deeply and live with greater alignment. Um, I'm always, you know, doing new offerings. I just like creating things. Um, and I'm also always open to suggestions of how I can best support people. So if you have anything that you would want to see or how I could help in any way, shoot me a DM or an email, and I'm always here.
0: Thank you for being on the podcast and just for showing up and sharing your light and shining so bright for all of us.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. This is so amazing. I'm so honored to be on here, and I'm excited to listen to the episode all the way through. I'm going to like send it to all of my family, and it'll be super fun, but I'm really grateful for you and everything that you do and our friendship. I think it's so beautiful to connect with people, you know, we've never even met in real life, but I feel like I've known you for forever. Yeah, we've definitely had past lives. For sure. We definitely know that. But it it is just really special. And I know the day that we meet in person, is going to be really amazing. And
0: it'll be a blast. I cannot wait for that day all in divine (laughs) timing. Well, we will talk soon. (laughs) Friends, can you believe that? How amazing. The spiritual world never fails to amaze me. You can use astrogeography, astrocartography as a tool to learn more about yourself. It is a fucking map. Like, that just blows my mind. I think it's super incredible. So if you're as blown away as I am, and if you didn't pull up your astrogeography chart while you were listening – I highly recommend doing so and then listening back over the episode because when I did it and I had Nikki's voice in my ear holes, it helped me so much to better understand some traumas that I had in my life. It really helped me get to the shadow of some things and just really helped me learn more about myself and it was just like whoa this makes sense I have all these really heavy energies surrounding some places that I lived and those places happen to be the places where I experienced some of the most trauma so that was really confirming and validating as well so I recommend listening back over with your chart pulled up but you know what's even better than that booking a session with Nikki. She really is incredible. If you're interested in booking a session with her, you can head on down to the show notes. She has a link there for you to make it easier. There are also freebies linked down there, including her weekly planetary alignment freebie and her self-discovery through the houses freebie. There's a link also to her course, Self-Devotion Foundational Tools, which I have taken, and uh, it's fab. I'm actually going to take it a second time because it is that good and full of so much juicy info. And of course, all my links are down there as well. A link to my Instagram. So of course, you can follow along and send me a DM of your five-star rating and review to get your free mini oracle card reading, as well as a link to the next Journey to the Akashic Records, where we will be focusing on our love lives and... The wait list for tarot for the shadow. I will be back in your ear holes next week. But remember, you are loved. You are supported. You are divinely guided. And you are creating consciousness. Until next week, conscious creators.